Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. If you'll direct your attention tonight to the book of Malachi, Malachi, the first chapter, I'm going to read in the sixth verse. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity of being here this evening. And I want the Lord to help us. I've only got a, I've only got a couple of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pages of notes. And I do plan on preaching everything that's in this, on, I plan on it. Because I want the Lord to help us. Now, you're not going to leave here dazzled by my preaching tonight. You're not going to leave here, you know, saying, man, somebody ought to get him for a general conference. But if I can get a little something in your mind tonight that the Lord gave me, I believe all is going to be well. In the book of Malachi, the first chapter and the sixth verse, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar, and ye say, wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible and if ye offer the blind or the sacrifice is it not evil and if ye offer the lame and sick is it not evil offer it now unto thy governor will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person saith the Lord of hosts if the Lord will help me for a few minutes I want to preach to you on the thought of offering polluted bread offering polluted bread. Brother McGee, would you pray? Ask the Lord to help us. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and shake their hand. Tell them I'm glad you're here tonight. You can be seated. <clears throat> I appreciate how, how the Lord extends only his best to his people. You are never ever going to receive from the Lord a subpar blessing. It might not be all the blessing that you think you deserve or that you want for that moment, but I appreciate how the Lord knows exactly where we are and he knows exactly what we have need of. And he delves that out to us on his time schedule. I'm going to be the first one tonight to tell you that I don't necessarily enjoy God's time schedule. 
I don't necessarily enjoy his plan. And I sure hope that God's plan isn't like Brother McGee's plan. Well, I'm fixing to hit you. Okay. I, uh, I preached here. The last time I preached for this church was 1992. That's 20, what, three years ago. What did I do wrong? I got you. So see, here's the thing. I'm probably not going to be here for another 23 years, so I can say whatever I want to tonight and probably get away with it. But I don't like God's time plan. You don't like God's time plan if you'll be truthful. You want to do this, and it happened. And I'm so glad when it does. But I can also tell you that seldom does it come when I pray. Maybe, maybe I need to get a little closer to God, but seldom do I say, God, open up the windows of heaven, and it just happens. Sometimes there's some battles, and sometimes there are some struggles, and I don't like that. I don't like it. I recognize that there are occasions where the heat of the battle causes us to feel that some way or another the Lord has uh, turned his face or maybe turned his back on me. Amen. I feel that there are times when I just struggle just to keep my head above water. I'm struggling just to feel a little bit of anything. Where's the air conditioning vent? Let me, let me get in that. Maybe I can feel uh, a little goose bump. Let me tell you this God made you a promise and he made me a promise that he's never going to leave me that he's never going to forsake me it doesn't matter if I can feel him or if I can't feel him the word of God is forever settled in heaven we should all be thankful for the Lord's ability to maintain divine nature as divine, he continues to honor his promises to mankind. As divine, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. As a divine God, the righteous cry out, the Lord heareth and delivereth him out of all their troubles. As divine, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them all. I'm glad tonight that God still maintains a divine nature. As long as the Lord continues being my protector, not one satanic strategy is ever going to prevail. I'm not saying that I won't get bruised up every now and then. I'm not saying that I won't get banged up on a couple of occasions. But I can tell you this, when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown and we're going to be victorious because of his divine nature. The relationship, hey y'all, I'm already on page three. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. The relationship between the Lord and Israel was always, has always been a on again, off again connection. 
over here in this book, man, they're doing so good. And I'm not talking about the next book. I'm talking about the next chapter. Sometimes the same chapter. Everything that they were doing so good, now they're doing so bad. What's that? Kind of sounds like pastoring, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> y'all just keep your mouth shut when we go home. We, we, we find that they, were, they would be on top of the world experiencing the manifold blessings of God and just a few days later back in idolatry. Israel seemed to have a constant appetite to abuse their relationship with the Lord. Yet the Lord was always willing to accept Israel's prayer of forgiveness. Not one time did a wayward Israel ever call on God without a quick and positive response from the master. Here in the scriptures that I read for you, here in Malachi, we find again where Jerusalem has kind of drifted away from the things of God. And here the Lord through Malachi begins to question Israel's standing. And the Lord poses the question, where is your honor towards me? Where, 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 where is your honor? And the Lord, well, let me read that. Malachi 1 and 6, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have we despised thy name? Although there are exceptions, you need to understand that most sons honor their fathers and most servants honor their masters because it is the master's ability to give or it is the master's ability to take away. So why would we not give honor to the father? And why would we not give honor to the master? Because he's the one that can say be healed or he's the one that can say tarry for a little while longer. Can I take my coat off? Is that okay? So, notice that Israel, and I'm going to preach in a minute, but I've got to get all this down. Notice that God said to Israel, where's my honor? Where's my fear? And these fruit loops want to start arguing with God. They want to start, well, where have, surely you're wrong, Lord. I mean, where have we despised your name? Where, where have we not honored you? Surely, Lord, you know that that is not true. I'm going to tell you something. One of the worst things you'll ever do is start debating with God. Whether you, see, that, that didn't get a whole lot right there. But I'm just telling you, whether you like it or not, it's going to be God's way. Whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong, it's going to be God's way. God doesn't care about Tony Frederick's way, and he's not real, he doesn't care a lot about yours. It's going to be God's way. Here Israel is debating with God. So, when posed this question, Israel responds of how have we done such a thing? Notice here, if you don't mind, that God said, 
It doesn't matter what you think. This is the way it is. Now, I want to ask you a question because I'm, 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 still, I'm still doing good here tonight. I really am. I want to ask you the question. Have you ever argued with God? Don't raise your hand. Now, God, you know I need this. Well, yeah, he does. But I feel some reason that I feel like I've got to tell God something that he already knows. And then when it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen, now I'm going to argue with God. I'm going to tell you this. Debating God is a lose-lose situation. And I don't want to despise God. I do not want to dishonor God. So what am I going to do? What is it I'm going to do? The Bible says that Malachi told them that um, you have offered polluted bread. In other words, you're not offering the best that you have. You're, 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 you're bringing all those lambs in here that's kind of a little sick. And you're bringing all that stuff in here that you don't want and you're going to give it to me. And I'm just here to tell you that God wants the best, the spotless, the blemishless. He wants the very best. And so Malachi said to them, you are offering polluted bread. Now, the Lord even said, this is evil. Read it. It's in Scripture. The Lord even said, this is evil. God required from them the best, not a despised or a polluted offering or nothing less from the very finest. Now, I finally got here, so now I can preach a little bit. <clears throat> Everybody here tonight, it used to be a true statement. Everybody here tonight has got a problem. It's not true anymore. Everybody here tonight has multiple problems. And I can assure you that everybody pretty well feels like your problem is worse than the guy sitting beside you or behind you or in front of you. And you can pretty well guarantee that if you wanted to debate one another, that y'all could probably put out a pretty good argument. Have you ever seen somebody that wanted to be sicker than somebody else? I know you have. I know you have. Yeah, yeah, I, man, I, I was in the hospital four days. Yeah, but I had open gallbladder surgery. I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been bad. It's been bad. I had a fever. It's, 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 it's been bad. And I've seen folks, not in my church, y'all. This is someplace else. I've seen folks, they get into an argument about who's the sickest. And it is amazing to me how in the midst of trouble, a sickness, and I, and I, and I don't want to be rude or crude, and I don't want to insult anybody here tonight, but again, it's probably 23 years before I come back, so I'm kind of sort of, I'm kind of got my leeway here. But I'm just telling you, I've seen people that lose a loved one, a family member, and you don't see them in church for four months. Where's brother, where's sister so-and-so? Oh, they're grieving. 
They're grieving. They lost a family member. I'm not making fun and I'm not making light of losing a family member. It is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to go through. But I'm going to tell you this. I have found the secret for Tony Frederick's life. Amen. When I walk through those doors right there, I'm not saying that I'm not troubled and I'm not saying that I'm not a little on the depressed side, but I'm walking into the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I am not going to offer God pollution bread you know what I'm going to do I'm going to get my hands up in the air and I'm going to magnify his name I'm going to get this hand up when this one gets tired I'm going to jump a little bit I'm going to leap a little bit I'm going to give God the very best worship that I have The Lord doesn't want some half-hearted, polluted attempt of worship, but rather he wants us to give him the very best that we have. And I'm going to tell you, y'all sit down because I ain't even started yet. I'm just going to tell you that my, my, my best is not always of the same level. I'm going I'm to share something with you here. I'm going I'm to share something with you pastors. Because you see, I'm going to share something with you. You two evangelists. Back when we were evangelizing, you slept all day. Did what you wanted to all day. Threw golf clubs in, in trees. Hey, you just keep that to yourself. Go to church. Have church. And folks in the pews got up at 4.30 while my carcass was laying in the bed. I'm going to tell you this. Whenever the rolls got turned, and all of a sudden, I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was driving an hour and a half one way to work, and then I was working 10 hours a day. Listen, y'all, don't ever move to Arkansas. It's terrible. We started the church down there. I'm doing my best. I'm going to tell you this. There was days that somebody should have come and just patted me on the back for being there. Because it would have been awful easy for me to stay home, come to church without any supper, come to church just, you know, didn't really dress right because I'd been at work all day, walk in there, amen. And just sometimes my level of worship is not always the same. Sometimes it's this. Sometimes it's this. But I will tell you this. God's looking for your best. God's not looking for some polluted excuse of worship. If this is all you've got, then give all you've got to the Lord. And if this is what you've got, then give it to Jesus. Because God is desiring for you to give him the best. He doesn't want you to offer him polluted bread. Let me tell you something, folks. You will never, ever, ever obtain victory through worry. Never. You'll never... You can come to church and sit down and worry the wallpaper off the walls if that's what you want to do. And when you get up and walk outside those doors, the very same problems is going to hit you all over again. 
Here's what I found out, Brother Lang. I found out that if I'm not real careful, I'll go to the house of God. Amen. And before I know it, the service is over and I'm leaving not the same way, but I'm leaving worse than what I was. Amen. And I still don't have any victory because I sit there and refuse to give God my best. I've never one time seen a person worry their way to victory. But oh, let me tell you about seeing people come to the house of God and for a few moments of time forgetting about their troubles and forgetting about their despair and forgetting about all the problems that they've got. And they said, let me give the Lord just a little bit of worship. Do that right now with me, would you? We've, now, this is my opinion. What's that mean? Nothing. Because opinions... <laughs> opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got two, and they both stink. But this is my opinion. My opinion is that we've got... It slipped. I didn't mean to do that. It's not in my notes. It's really not. We've got this spirit. This is my opinion. It doesn't mean I'm right. But we've got this spirit of entertainment that's creeping into our churches. And it's kind of like it's a spirit of I'm here. You guys sing real good. And if you sing real good, I might help you a little bit. You guys sing real good. You play the right songs. And if you'll make me feel good, then, then maybe I'll help you some. And I'm here to tell you that our worship teams has got it right. They are here to entertain. But they're not here to entertain you. You know what our praise teams are here for? They're here to sing the songs of Zion and get you up off of your feet and collectively we together entertain the presence of the Lord and offer the Lord some bread that's not molded, some bread that's not stale. We're not going to offer God polluted bread tonight. I'm going to sing a little bit of this song and a little bit of that song. I'm going to clap my hands till my hands is red. I'm going to give God the very best that I have. <clears throat> I need another one of these. Sorry. Here's what we've got. We've got this. First, <clears throat> God, it's so good seeing you tonight. Man, I ain't seen you in so long. It's good seeing you. I love you with my heart. <clears throat> we've got this sitting rabbit syndrome creeping in our church. Now, please allow me to call him to call him Paul because that's what I call him. He's my grandpa. I called him Paul all my life. Paul said, there's time. It's time for you to learn to rabbit hunt. That's right. We go out. Boy, 
Bobo, Frisky, Queenie, and Spot, four of the best dogs there ever was. I bought Bobo, Frisky, Queenie, and Spot. I bought them Christmas presents every year. Paul had this rule. If you're walking side by side, that side's his, this side's mine. If I shoot over there, it ain't going to be pleasant when Paul gets done with me. We're out there, we're walking, and the dogs, the dogs got to barking, but they were barking. You know what? I have never had anybody's attention as much as I've got y'all's right now. Y'all are trying y'all's best to figure out how I'm going to make something spiritual out of rabbit hunting. I might just stay here for a little while. We got to, we got to hearing these dogs barking, but they were barking kind of, something wasn't right. And we walked around this little grove of trees and, and, and sitting right out there, though, Bobo, Frisky, Queenie, and Spot. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a test after church tonight, see if y'all remember those four dogs' names. They were just nipping at a bunny rabbit that was just sitting there. And they were nipping at it. And Paul called the dogs. He had a whistle. Anytime he blowed that whistle, those dogs come straight to him. He, he, he blowed that whistle, and those dogs come and sit down beside him. Boy, I raised up my shotgun. I, I'm a fixing to kill the first rabbit. And Paul said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't ever shoot a sitting rabbit. Because if a rabbit is sitting through those four dogs nipping at him, that rabbit's sick. Something wrong with that rabbit. Because if that rabbit wasn't sick, if there wasn't something wrong with that rabbit, he'd have done being in the briar bushes. He'd have done being in the hole. He'd have done being safe somewhere else. So we don't ever shoot a sitting rabbit. Because that can only mean one thing. It's sick. Fixing to hit it out of the park here. It is the nature of that rabbit to run to safety. It's the nature of that rabbit to get away from trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you for your kind consideration tonight that if you are really apostolic and if you've really got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's just ingrained in you that when they start singing, there's going to be some praise coming out of you. It's just in your nature when they start singing the songs of Zion that there's some worship come from you. And if you're not able to praise and if you're not able to worship and if all you can do is find fault with and everything I'm telling you tonight that you're sick and you need a little bit of help we need to get rid of a sitting rabbit syndrome in our church I know I know that some of y'all were hurt. I know some, you sit down. I know that some of y'all was hurt bad tonight. I know Brother Mullins is sitting over mad as a hornet because I didn't sing. I know Brother Mason over here, he just, he just couldn't wait to start playing that, that keyboard and so, so that I could sing. Thank you, Brother Mason, for not playing the keyboard because the, one, the last thing that you don't want to hear is me singing. That's the last thing. But you know what? It's amazing. 
Brother Lang, you look up there at Brother McGee and you kind of give Brother McGee the look of, oh, Frederick, he's out of tune. Wednesday night we had church. Wednesday night we had a great big old tornado storm come through. And right in the middle of it all, my, uh, they was up there uh, leading song service. They was up there, and right in the middle of it all, my wife was playing the keyboard. Man, she's cute. Man, I like her. I was over thumping the bass, and I can thump the bass pretty good. I was a thumping the bass. And every lick of electricity went out of that building. You know what I did? I put my bass down. I walked over there and picked up my flat top guitar and I sat down on the altar. It took me a second to find what key she was in. I found out she was in the key of C. And so I hit C and I'm telling you, some kid, some rascal, some thug, some slug had walked up there and I guess they had messed with every key on that, on that guitar. You know what I did? I played her anyway. I played as hard as I could play. The song leader sang as hard as she could sing. And you're not going to guess that right in the middle of no electricity, everybody started pulling their cell phones out. I thought it was in a rock concert. I, th I, thought, I thought, man, uh, this is, this is Zed, Led Zeppelin or somebody. I, uh, they got to playing those, those flashlights. And right in the middle of all that, God decided to come down and meet with us on a Wednesday night Bible study when everybody else said we're not even going to have church. You know what I'm telling you? It's time for you and I to forget about the polluted bread. I might not sing the best. I might not be able to keep tune, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play that guitar. Amen. I'm going to do the very best that I have because I don't want to offer God a polluted offering. I'm in trouble. I keep waiting. I keep waiting for somebody in my church to jump up in the middle of the service and start singing, Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Don't look at me that way. You've thought about singing it a couple of times. Listen, this isn't Austria, and the hills aren't alive with the sounds of music. We're in a warfare. And if Satan can rob your worship, if Satan can rob what you are going to offer to God, or maybe he can't rob it, but if he can pollute it, if he can cause you to give. Listen, you know what? You know what really, really just makes me mad? Just makes me so mad I can't hardly see sometimes. People want a mighty response from God on a 15 cent effort. I got to be honest with you, Brother Scott. I'm not saying I'm doing it right. I'm not saying I'm doing it right. But I'm telling you, on Wednesday night Bible study, we start at 7 o'clock. And by 8 o'clock, we're out of there. I've got people in my church that get up at 4 o'clock in the morning 
and, and, and they need to get home. They need their rest. And, and so usually by a little bit after 7, I'm doing the Bible study. And by 8 o'clock, it might not be right at 8, but that's what I shoot for. We're letting everybody go, letting them go home. I've got people that come to church from work that don't even eat supper. But I can tell you this. If the Lord decides that he wants to stop in, I don't care that they've got to get up at 4 o'clock. And guess what? They don't care either. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, it will set you free if you will give him your best. I'm just, I'm almost done. But I want you to know this. You're not facing anything that a thousand other people hasn't done been through victoriously. You, 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 you want to take a picture and you want to put it on Facebook about how bad it is. And I'm telling you right now, I, and, and I'm, I, I know this is going to, some of you are going to click me for what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, I'm so sick and tired of Facebook, I can't hardly stand it. I get on Facebook, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know where you're going. I want to hear the positive things. But it seems like anymore, all you hear is negative and, and all you hear is this and that and all the bad stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, in the middle of every bad thing that ever happened to you, there's somebody on the other side of that problem saying, I made it and you can too. Uh, all you got to do is just give God your best. Uh, be faithful in the good times. Uh, faithful in the bad. Uh, don't offer God polluted bread. Uh, offer God the very best that you have regardless of the lifestyle or the level of the life that I'm living I want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise I want to be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting blessed be the name of the Lord I want to give God my best. I don't want to give him some half effort. You think God doesn't know? You think God doesn't know if you're giving him your best? I mean, there's, there's been times that I've had people, you know, man, we just really worship God tonight, but you know, on the inside, I knew that I didn't give God everything that I could have gave him. And then in the morning, I'm mad because I'm still in the problem. In the morning, I'm upset because I'm still battling the same thing. I wonder what would happen, ladies and gentlemen, if just one time you came into the house of God and you just let your hair down. I mean, you just forgot about who was there and you just gave God the very best that you had. I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll cause the Lord to come and visit you. It'll cause the Lord to stop by and see what your problem was. It'll cause the Lord to stop by. All for him, unpolluted bread, a unpolluted sacrifice and he will show up hey man he will show up I just got this and then I'm done I was in I'm not going to tell you where because I guarantee 85% of you know exactly where I'm talking about I was in a church service the other day and they was whoo I mean, they were, they were, they were huckabucking now, I'm telling you. I'm too old. I try. I can go about 13 seconds and I can't breathe. I mean, they were getting it. There's people running. 
people worshiping. And I took my Bible and I slid it under the seat because there ain't going to be no preaching tonight. Only to see the pastor of the church step up and say, calm down. We are not going to allow any more of that in our sanctuary. This outward demonstrative mode of worship if you have to clap your hands that's what we have a prayer room in the back for if you feel like that you have to leap for joy go ahead but do it in the prayer room if you feel like that you've got to run go to the prayer room and run in circles now here's what I said to myself I said, self, I'm going to preach here tonight. <laughs> but there ain't going to be no more of that business here. I'm not, I'm, not going, I'm not going back there. Don't ask me because I'm not going to tell you. I'm telling you, whew, this is a place to stand right here. I'm telling you tonight that we need hand clapping in our prayer rooms. Sure we do get to standing on the promises of God and doing a little leaping, I think that'll be all right. I think it'll be, but ladies and gentlemen, forget about just in the prayer rooms. We need it in our sanctuaries. We need it around our altars. We need it on our platform. We need it in the pulpit. We need it all around. We need it tonight. We need to give God the very best that we have, not polluted bread. Come on, gather with me around the front. Come on, gather with me up here tonight. Let's give God some perfected praise. Come on, let's give the Lord a little bit of our, our, our very best that we have. Amen. Let's forget about life's cares. Let's forget about all those things that's trying to pollute our mind. And just for a few minutes of time, why don't we give the Lord the very best that we have? I'm not going to give you a lackadaisical effort tonight. I'm not going to give you just a little hand wave. But tonight, God, look in my mind. Look at my heart. Look at my spirit tonight. I'm going to give you all that I have. I'm going to give you all that I've got. Oh God, incline your ear our way. Hear our prayers. Hear our supplications. Incline your ear our way, God. And let us worship you in spirit and in Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.